Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh And welcome back to the Realist Podcast in the dunya The three Muslims, how are you guys doing today? Alhamdulillah, wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Bro, why did you smile like that as soon as we, we started this stream? Wa alaikum assalam I just can't help but smile man, to be honest Alhamdulillah bro Alhamdulillah I'm excited man, this is gonna be a real one 315 viewers on the live on her, bro. How many likes should that be? Bro, come on now. Come on now. You already know that's at least five. At least 500? Yes, sir. 315 viewers, bro. There should be 500 likes. What are you guys doing? Smash that like come button. On, bro. This is not clickbait to clear the air. A lot of people wonder that. There's generally some things that me, Rami, and Anho were talking about that are things that I believe and as a collective, we, we see the value in addressing these things someone writes charizard always looking sleep deprived bro that's that's like slander man you're basically saying i look no it's not slander no nah, what <laughs> bro do i do i really look sleep deprived all the time it's honestly my eyes bro my eyes are just always low set hmm Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. May Allah bless you, bro. I see the nur on your face, mashallah. Allahumma ameen. Alhamdulillah. Allahumma ameen. So, Rami, Anho, how are, how are things going with your, your actual lives? We're not going to make small talk too long. As soon as we hit, like, let's say 500 viewers, 600 viewers, we're just going to go right in. Bismillah. So, how's everything going with you guys? Alhamdulillah, bro. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. I'm a little depressed, bro. I'm not going to lie. Why are you depressed? Bro, just look outside, man. Like, three, four feet of snow. Um, if you live in an area where the management is not really on top of, you know, salting everything and paving everything like me, then it's tough, bro. Like if you go outside and, you know, if I don't have long socks, there's like that little area of my ankle showing, you know, I'm trying to work on that because I'm trying to have high up, but that little area, snow gets in there, bro. And then it just goes into my shoe. And that's the most frustrating thing ever, bro. Anil has no idea what that is, bro, because... He's a uh, Floridian. Yeah, I've never heard of salting. Salting. The salt melts the snow. Yeah, no, I know that, but I've okay. never never heard of it. Okay. How how are things uh where you are, Rami? We'll keep the location anonymous. Um it's horrible. I I tried very hard not to say like it's a frozen hell because stuff with all of them, but mm. it it's it's really bad. Like uh, bro, it's like I don't know how many feet of snow we got. It was like maybe five feet, something crazy. Literally, bro, I walk out. It's like, it's, it's a giant. It's a giant. And I, I, the most I could do is clear a pathway for when my sister gets home from work. Um, and I cleared the pathway. And then five minutes later, it's full again. And I'm like, screw this thing. Screw it, man. Mm-hmm. I go mm-hmm. inside. I wait till she's about to get home. I do it before it fills up again in another five minutes. And then I left it for the next day. You're muted, bro. I was on the phone with Rami, bro, the other day. And you could just hear him just at it, bro, with the shovel, you know. And believe it or not, most Canadians that I call, they're usually just on the phone, you know, shoveling. You could hear, you know, snow plows outside. And I called Anha, bro. Silence, bro. The good life. (laughs) This guy, man. It makes you ask yourself, why are you living in Canada? Hmm. It's a good question, isn't it? Someone asked that. 
No, I'm saying it makes you guys ask yourselves that, doesn't it? Mm. No, listen, I'll I'll answer that um in a sec. May Allah bless Muzzy Buzz for the soundtrack. Ah, May Allah bless you. First time tuning um, in. Someone else writes, my own brain. You guys are making me discover God. Rami, what do you think about Alhamdulillah. that? Alhamdulillah. But you know what's even better? Allah, God is making you discover him. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So may Allah continue to use us as just a vessel, bro. To, uh, for a greater cause. I mean, We're just instruments, man. But the halal instruments. Alhamdulillah. What are haram? Oh, okay. That was, that was a good one, bro. Allahumma barik. May Allah bless you. He's a funny guy, guys. Um, And then we got Sheetsky. Assalamualaikum, hey. my brothers. Love you guys. Guys, go subscribe to Sheetsky's channel, bro. He did his shahada with us about a week ago. And he's already going off, bumping out content as a new convert, as a new revert to Islam. He's posting videos about some deep stuff, bro. Some insightful stuff. I hit him up the other day and I, I told him exactly how much I found it valuable. So, guys, come on. There's a lot of blessings in that channel, inshallah. Go show him some love. Um, okay, Rami, do you want to answer the question first? Why do we... Uh, live in Canada or why do you live in Canada until we get 500 viewers well I mean I don't want to get too technical but I don't really like the question because it implies that I had a choice <laughs> I was born here alhamdulillah and I do have a choice you know on where I want to live but uh, there are some things keeping me here right now alhamdulillah but I do want to move and I see myself inshallah moving in the near future to where I don't know I guess we'll find out to be continued to be continued mm, to be continued I had no no choice either, subhanAllah. I literally just... I grew up in Canada, born in Bangladesh. Someone commented, are you Indian? It's fine, Indian. I'm not Indian, bro. Um, but I'm, I'm Bengali, and I grew up in, in Bangladesh until <laughs> I was about four years old, maybe. And He's then, uh, like, so offended, bro. Huh? Nah, bro. <laughs> Look, so Pakistanis, Bangladeshis, bro, they are all, like, uh, offended when you call them Indians. Yeah. Do you realize, like, regionally, like, <laughs> geographically, we're all in the same area. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. just in sand. We're just men and women. But then these lines in the sand, these different, you know, countries, nationalism, political differences, wars and turmoil and all this nonsense, bro. This is, we're missing the greater picture in this, bro. So you, yeah. you're saying you're all right with being called an Indian? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. This is why I'm establishing this very firm, guys. Please, I am not Indian. That is like calling Angel Mexican. Like, how dare you? You know, if you're ill-informed, yeah. that there's an excuse. You know, there's nothing wrong with being Mexican, though. That's the thing. yeah, nothing, nothing wrong with being black skin as well, bro. Um, but the main, yeah, like mixed or anything like that. Listen, we don't care where you're from, what you are. None of this stuff on the three Muslims. It's not Islamic, bro. Um, now going back to the point, I didn't have a choice. We came here when I was four. And I genuinely think my parents were choosing between Canada and the States. And I don't think the thing for the States came in, bro. Mm, yeah, it'd be like that with the United States, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, bro, at the end of the day, and guys, promise no more distracting. We're going to go right into the emergency meeting, what we're trying to talk about. But last thing is sometimes we got to ask ourselves, Qadr Allah. Like, had it been up to me now with the knowledge that I have now, obviously, I've been. why did we move to Canada? We could have moved anywhere else, you know? But had we done that, I wouldn't be where I am today. Had we done that, none of us would be here the way where we are today, the way we are today. And where we are today is strictly part of the process in terms of where we're going with our lives. So, again, no regrets, bro. Alhamdulillah. 
Qadrullah. The Prophet Qadrullah. Wasallam, he said, do not say if. Right? Don't say, oh man, if only my parents moved here, or if only I chose to move there or whatever. He said, rather say Qadrullah. This is the decree of Allah and Allah does as he wills. Alhamdulillah. Mm-hmm. You bro, say, y'all, y'all, y'all get out of here, bro. What is this? India Fayed. That's it, bro. I want to go to India, man. I want to see the, the Taj Mahal. We're done, bro. We go to India, we're done. What do you mean we're done? Like, bro, many countries right now are not smart for us to go to. India would be one because they don't really like Muslims, bro. They're okay, out here yeah, trying to delete Muslims. Huh? But let's not talk about that on stream. Yeah, no, we, we don't want to talk about that on stream, but just understand one thing, that there's many places in the world that we should not go to just because of the way that understood. Muslims yeah, understood. Understood. Trust me, if anyone understands that, it's, it's me, bro. I got you. Now, we are going to be talking about a couple of different things today. If you guys made it this far, alhamdulillah, smash that like button. Um, one of the things that we want to talk about is, or at least this bothered me enough to voice my my concerns on a freaking stream clearly to like all these people is this pathetic state of Muslims today and non-Muslims today when it comes to these people that are out here trying to finesse us and using Islam for views and clout and anything like that. And we, we have a soft spot in our heart because we're good. We mean well, but there's a difference between good intention and good action. So we can talk about that. Additionally, another thing I wanted to discuss today, very important stuff is what's going on in Bangladesh, bro my country they have just recently banned niqabs in oh sorry uh yeah banned niqabs i had to make sure i said that right bro because i was like is, is a ban is not they've banned niqabs in uh basically for women sisters to wear niqabs in universities and colleges and just hearing these sisters bro crying and protesting being like this is a right that allah has given us and when you look at you know oxford university cambridge university all these western institutions even they haven't banned niqabs and these are kuffar countries why are we banning niqabs and many other things that i want to talk about that inshallah but do you guys have anything that you want to touch over why are they banning the niqab in bangladesh because they are it's bangladesh bro it's this thing that i i call internalized colonialism i'm sure you've heard of these these stupid terms like internalized misogyny and these shaming tactics they don't really exist right if a woman refuses to be degenerate today and she wants to be traditional she wants to actually fear allah and live a a more life with haya she's internalized misogyny this is what the west uses this makes no sense but internalized colonialism is a real thing bro you go to these countries right now bangladesh india bro after the west has basically invaded them They've left them with this internalized colonialism, bro. So you look at Bangladesh, you look at India, they use these products like fair and lovely. Like there's literally like this, this taboo with people that are darker skinned, bro. And like fair skinned automatically, you know, equates to like being better and just being, you know, more pious or being like more attractive. Like this makes no sense, bro. How do you control the color of your skin, bro? And there's many other things about internalized colonialism that we can talk about. But that's one of the things you have to appease the colonizer. It's kind of like Stockholm Syndrome in a weird way. So now they're like, let me just basically hand span by hand span, arm span by arm span, as the Hadith mentions. We're going to mimic everything that the Kofar countries do. That's crazy, bro. It kind of made me think of like the West right now. And how like, how, if, bro, if you come to the West, everybody's trying to be tan. Everyone's trying to be like like that like golden bronze type look. 
And then if you actually look back to the first people that inhabited this land, which were the Native Americans, these people are naturally tan. Like this, this is a natural color. And it's kind of crazy that like the Westerners now are trying to mimic this color. I mean, I'm I'm not saying it is what it is. I'm just saying like it's just a, a speculation, observation. Hmm. Rami, what do you think? I love when your voice cracks, by the way. Oh, just for you, bro. Um, honestly, I'm just disappointed. To be completely honest, I don't know enough about Bangladesh, their political state, their their situation, and what they believe, what they're like, their leader, to really make a firm comment. Um, but I mean, this is something that not even the West is doing, except for like maybe France and like I don't know uh, other yeah. Europe, a few European countries, yeah. but. Hello, Alam. It just, I mean, it really puts into perspective where the priorities lie. But you guys have to understand something like really important. This is something that the three of us learned very recently in the class. So I won't go too in depth into it. And I've mentioned it a few different types of, you know, across different videos. But these things are not random. You know, the, they didn't just randomly decide to ban the niqab. They didn't just have one like leader decide, oh, I'm, I want to do this. That's it. This is something that was caused by the West and by liberalism and secularism. And these isms were decided by Europe just because they were so restricted by the church that they decided, screw religion, we just want to be free. So they made liberalism, which, lo and behold, the whole point of liberalism is to maximize individual freedom. And with that came this unconscious, unsaid, unspoken rule that being a religious is freedom and being religious is being trapped. So therefore, we should remove as many religious rules as possible. And I mean, look what they're doing. They've made a religion of their own. They've made an ideology of their own and now they're imposing it onto the people. So they end up contradicting themselves long-term anyways. Uh, so I think it's very, just, just very sad. Uh, you mentioned something else that made me, that kind of triggered this thought in my head that I've been reflecting on recently. I'm going to be very careful with the words and terms I use here, but I think everyone will be able to pick up what I'm saying. In the West, maybe in you know the early 2000s, they had a goal for democracy, for liberalism, for freedom. And because of this goal, they invaded our lands, our countries, decimated and offed a lot of people, innocent people, women and children as well. <clears throat> for the sake of liberalism and democracy and freedom. Now, what are they doing? What is, what is their goal? What is their war that they're fighting for the sake of liberalism and freedom? It's, it's alphabetism. It is the alphabet gang. It is that whole movement. That's all they're doing. Politically, that is all they're doing to fight for liberalism. So they went from invading our country for that, for that sake. And now they're masking that whole thing. The whole ideology is being masked with this war um, basically for the alphabet gang. Just take that in. Just take that in. That is their political agenda. That is their political fight. They went from an actual war to a, an internal political ideological war with, the, with their people. And this is why, you know, they're going to collapse very soon. I promise you. Very soon there's going to be a big collapse and there's going to be a huge shift in like the world order. I genuinely believe that. Yo, I agree. But... Uh... Let's not talk too much about it. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. Gotta be it's it's not our place, you know? Like, number one, we mm -hmm. don't actually, like, fully know these things. 
Number two, uh, we do not have the knowledge. Like, we didn't study these things, nor do we, like, actively, like, go into it and trying to see, like, what's going on with this and this. Like, we're not, like, we're not ten toes in at the moment with it. And then number three, it just wouldn't be smart. Like, it's, mm-hmm. let's be honest, it just wouldn't be smart for us to be going all out with these things. There's, there's better ways to do things. Mm-hmm. I guess the last thing that I'm going to say regarding this is a lot of people are in the DMs. Why do you guys not talk about these topics? Why do you guys not talk about those topics? You have a platform. You should talk about these topics. Guys, what is better? Make a video about it. Get completely deplatformed from YouTube. Lose the platform and never speak about anything again. Or speak about these things in the most nuanced manner as possible. And stay within the lines as much as possible. Be clear on our stance. But then have other avenues for you guys to see our thoughts on these things. Like, for example, we're trying to get our website running soon or Rumble or something like that. Yeah. It's better, you know, and I, I've thought about it many times. I was like, yo, like we should we should say what we need to say. But it's like, I think this is just, this is, uh, I don't want to say disease, but it's definitely a programming from the West that we have in our minds. Where it's like, oh, speak your mind, speak your mind, freedom of speech, freedom of speech. But let's be honest, nowhere in the world do you actually have freedom of speech. You know, like even us right now, we're on YouTube, we're in the West, we think we have freedom of speech. We don't really have freedom of speech. So we have to be very careful and we have to do things in the most appropriate way, in a um, subtle way. You know, we bring the truth in a subtle way. And then for those who are actually trying to seek more, we have other means to give more of the actual truth and then they can also you know look up more for themselves mm-hmm. it's not like we are the ones who are it's it's bestowed upon us to tell you guys exactly everything what's happening in the world right now mm. so another thing to discuss potentially today is what is going on with afghanistan rami do you think this is appropriate that we talk about this I, I don't know what's going on in Afghanistan. So basically, the Taliban banned women from being in universities and colleges. At the moment, what they have had basically before coming up for a while is that we are trying to make the institutions more Sharia compliant, not that we're trying to take away their education. And because of that, they basically stopped all women from attending university and college until further notice. Not a permanent ban. They basically just said, just until further notice, they're trying to make it more Sharia compliant. Now, the West is obviously going to use this as just propaganda, and they're basically nailing it in. And you see people like Piers Morgan asking Andrew Tate about it and talking about how, what are your thoughts on that? Is it fair? Is it just? You see Western media using big labels like Taliban bans women's basic rights, and they love this. They love this type of stuff. They'll eat it up. Yeah. One thing, one thing I've learned to never trust is these big media outlets titles ever ever and i'll give one example one example because this is something i came across recently and i think it'll really um help you know solidify the message <clears throat> the guardian <clears throat> reported 6500 people 6500 migrant workers were offed due to qatar announcing the world cup or since qatar announced they're going to be hosting the world cup they said something like that you can go look it up right now what that seems like is Qatar having migrant workers build the stadium caused the death of, I mean, the offing of 6,500 migrant workers. What does that number actually show? What does that number actually show? That, and they say in the article, 
the number 6,500 is the number of migrant workers who left this earth, no matter how they left, no matter what they were doing within the country in the last 12 years since it was decided, that's where the World Cup is going to be hosted. And you see people on TikTok saying, oh, 6,500 people, whatever. That was a lie. That's literally a misleading title. So I'm not going to ever believe what people are saying. But on this note, it's very important. Now, again, we look at the root. If, if they are ruling, or even in their own estimation, based on the Sharia, right? and I don't know much about them, but if they are, they don't go based off of liberalism and democracy. So to expect them to act like the West is, is fallacious. It's purely ethnocentrism. It's, it's, it's just an, ideal, uh, an ideological difference. You might think that's wrong, whatever, prove it. That's what I'm asking you to do. Prove that your ideology is right, their ideology is wrong at the root level. Otherwise, you can complain about X, Y, Z. Them, if their intention is to only have the brothers go to school until they could build sister-only schools and then segregate, I think that's beautiful. Go for it. May Allah bless them, make it easy for them. If the goal is to completely ruin and not have women learn Islam at all or, or learn educate, uh, educate themselves on anything, that's completely un-Islamic. That's completely wrong and that's not mm. something as far as I know Islam would allow for a call for. I know people are different things, have different opinions, but uh, as far as I know, that's not something that Islam actually allows. I had this conversation earlier and even me and Anhu were talking about it that why didn't they ban men from school? Why didn't they ban men from going there? Well, what as as Muslims following and practicing Islam, we believe that men are responsible to be providers and protectors over women. So why would it not make sense that they continue to basically strive to be the next generations of breadwinners the most until in the meantime that we can get our act together with the Sharia compliance and with the rules and regulations and code of conduct that we have firmly rooted in Islam to the best of our abilities. Does that not make sense, bro? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, sorry, on hold, you should go. Inshallah. Unless you're going to say we shouldn't talk about it. <laughs> then I'm going to go. <laughs> go ahead. Man. Go ahead. Right. And I was going to say, I mean, if you think about our fitrah, our natural disposition, or just let's look at how people live the last, you know, thousands of years. It was always the men going out, being the go-getters, being the, the breadwinners, whatever. Even if it meant they have to learn something, a skill first, and then go work based off that skill. It was always the men doing this. This is how the world has worked. This is how men and women lived for thousands of years. And it's something that worked. And this is always something that people naturally fell into, these gender roles and whatever you want to call it. So... Mm. why would it be any different in this case let the men work let the men learn let the men you know go to school mothers have very women have very important roles that men just can't do like be a mother men cannot be moms men cannot give birth men cannot breastfeed men are not as empathetic as women just literally just based on blood flowing to certain parts of the brain that make women more empathetic it's a natural thing and allah has created very beautifully a woman for for with very beautiful qualities that a man just does not have us naturally. And same thing with the men. Allah's created men with very beautiful characteristics that women don't have. Like, for mm. example, the 30% extra muscle mass we have. You know, women have wider hips so they can give birth. It makes it harder for them to move and do physical labor. For men, it's easier. So, listen, you can justify or not justify all you want. You can go into the semantics all you want. At the end of the day, if you want to make an argument, make it sound, go to the root, prove whatever you need mm. to prove. But you guys are not going to be able to prove that, oh, liberalism is just the ideology. This is the same psyoped media propaganda that you saw with Qatar. As soon as they said that we don't want this rainbow nonsense in our sports teams, this is soccer, bro. 
forget even these are our values you're disrespecting. The, the, let's keep it at soccer, bro. Let's keep it at football. None of this rainbow stuff. The media ate that up, bro. But the problem that they're saying, which is what Rami's alluding to, is that the West operates in this almost false sense of we have what's correct. We almost presuppose to be objective truth. Says who? Says who? Because you guys didn't even believe what you believe in like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. And Islam is the only solution that is objectively grounded in morality. Anhel, bro, you, you were going to say something <laughs> earlier. Bro, what are we doing? What are we talking about right now? I feel like this is like the radio talk show right now. Well, I mean, for people on audio, that's maybe exactly what they need. Yeah, that's uh, true. I, I never maybe. thought about that. What's um? So did they cut off all education, or is it just like the higher forms of education, like college? I think it's college and university, just until further notice. Okay, well, I mean, the women are still getting a basic level, even more than that, of knowledge. I mean, university, if you think about it, university is just setting you up for the system. It's setting you up to learn a career path. You know, like, I don't know. Maybe they are doing something different. Maybe they're not. If, if anyone were to take any message from this, I think the most important thing is that you should never just take word of mouth, even if it's like a news article, news organization, you should never just take people's word of mouth. You should never just take whatever people say, um, especially when it's going on abroad and just accept it with open arms. Because a lot of the time it's propaganda. A lot of the time it's not true or it's amplified or just context is taken away. Like imagine I told you, and I think I've used this example a few times, but imagine I told you, um, uh, so-and-so pushed an old lady in the street. Actually, let me use a better example. Uh, this actually happened. What I'm telling you now actually happened. A woman at Walmart, an old lady, an old lady at Walmart would not move from in the middle of the doorway. She was literally just in the middle of the doorway. She wouldn't move. So I pushed her. I swear to God, Wallahi that happened. Well, I did that. I pushed an old lady. She was in the middle of the doorway. Boy. You're probably thinking... You're probably thinking, Rami's a disgusting guy, cancel him. She was in one of those motorized vehicles, and there was a crack in the concrete before the door. So the back wheel got stuck, and she couldn't move. So I pushed the, the, the thing forward so it could gain traction, and she could go. The first version, everyone hates me. The second version is like, oh, okay, that's a nice thing to do. Just because I gave more context, because a lot of things in isolation sound really bad. So don't just take word of mouth uh, without saying the full story. As Muslims, we're not supposed to do that either, by the way. Allah says it in the Quran. Um, whenever you're given information from like a not-so-trustworthy source, you're skeptical about them, you need to verify it. Allah says that in the Quran. So that's beneficial. Mm. May Allah allow us to use the intellect, bro, that we've been gifted. I mean, I mean. No, bro, if you guys don't have anything to say, let's address the elephant in the room, which is been a long time coming alhamdulillah it's like 30 plus minutes and it is about this almost pathetic simping behavior that i see and i want to give a very clear disclaimer me rami on how we are never going to judge someone's islam someone's sincerity that is between them and allah that is not beyond our scope of practice as human beings of course we can advise and join good forbid evil but it's not in our place to judge are they really sincere or are they not sincere that's between the person and allah but 
it goes without saying that there are insincere YouTubers. Insincere, maybe non-Muslim YouTubers, could be Christian YouTubers, could be atheist YouTubers, that have kind of jumped on this bandwagon of reacting to Islamic content for views. Now, mind you, another disclaimer, because people are so damn sensitive, we are not talking about the people that are genuinely seeking knowledge. We are not talking about the people that want to learn about Islam. We are talking about the people that are genuinely reacting to sensationalized things, you know, non-Muslim reacts to this and that, which is fine. But then they actually never make the intention to do it for the sake of Allah or for themselves to learn this knowledge, but rather super chats, rather let me make a lot of money with YouTube views, let me get clout, let me get status. This is a very fast way to grow because let's be honest, the Dawah scene is popping. You see videos in Minecraft, you see video game tutorials and things that I used to see. These were very high viewed avenues and niches. But when you look at Islamic channels, Muslim channels, they're really blowing up. They're really popping off. And a lot of these people use this for personal gain. But if only they knew that they're trading something else, which is way more important. Now, I want to know what you guys think before I go a little bit deeper into that, inshallah. It's a two-sided coin. On one side, you see it as like, oh, well, you know what? They may be doing it for views and for money and all this, but they could potentially be guided from this. Allah knows and we do not. But then on the other side, there's the fact that they are doing this for money or for views, and Allah knows best. And at that point, it's like you are you're essentially trying to use the religion. You're trying to sell it. For a small piece of this dunya. Which I mean it's even said about that in the Quran. So again, it's a it's a two-sided coin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rami, what about you, bro? Um I don't know. I think I have a little more chill of an opinion about this. Um, I don't really have a problem. I feel like if people want to use Islam for views in the sense that they're reacting to like our videos and saying, Wow, that's great. Or reacting to many prophets, one message, your Muhammad hijab and saying, wow, that's amazing. I didn't know that. Go for it. I personally, even if you have the wrong intention, I personally don't care. Because all they're doing is spreading the truth of Islam, whether they, they like it or know it or not. Mm-hmm. Even if they have a bad intention. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may just be using them to guide any of their viewers, anyone. Maybe they're, they had non-Muslim viewers that see their channel. And they, even if the viewer ends up hating Islam later, mm-hmm. or not the viewer, the creator ends up hating the Islam creator. later. Yeah, there could be viewers that watch and say, well, actually... I agree with Islam. I think Islam is true and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides them because it all boils down to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will guide who he wills. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. you had people even like, you know, after the, the, the passing of the Prophet early on that would fabricate a hadith about the Prophet and use the deen to their advantage and advantage, but they would straight up, straight up lie, you know. And Allah talks about people in the Quran who write the scripture with their own hand and they're just basically selling it for a little bit in this world and oh, basically a punishment in the akhirah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will deal with these people, right? Allah never tells us, go do this to them, go do that to them. Allah tells us in the Quran, spread the truth of Islam, speak the truth, even if it's against yourself or the wealthy or whatever. Allah says to, um, obviously, you know, if you don't know, like I mentioned, where the information is coming from, if you don't know if it's authentic, justify it, make sure that it is true. And um, and many other things that show us how to go about this. But never does Allah say, you know, know, throw these people away or whatever, because it's possible that people accept Islam for worldly reasons, I'm talking about except actually saying the shahada, except Islam for worldly reasons, and then later it actually enters their heart. Okay, so I'm going to do my best to be as concise as possible. I 100% agree with you, bro. I concede to your point. 
And I agree that at the end of the day, there could be a creator, let's say, that's making Islamic content, and they might be insincere. They don't care about the Akhirah. They don't care about sincerity in Islam. But people find Islam through these videos. I agree with you 100% that it's very beneficial. But I'm more alluding to the fact that this pathetic, simpish behavior that I see in a lot of Muslims, they are donating thousands and thousands of dollars in super chats to these channels that have been researching Islam for 10 years, 5 years, making videos, and then they're still like, why I still won't convert to it. Like, they're overtly, I'm not going to name any names now, they're overtly, defiantly disobedient and arrogant, bro. And these people, there's kids dying in Syria, in Lebanon, and I, it breaks my heart seeing all these ads and campaigns, and we should all be giving sadaqah. But instead, this is where we're giving our money to? Bro, yeah, is this... Yeah. Is this what Allah has put us here with the, the gift and blessing of Islam for, bro? Yeah, I um I, I agree with that point as well. And there have been cases that I've heard of where people either accept Islam or talk a lot about Islam and then start some kind of donation or charity or GoFundMe and they raise a lot of money and then instantly change after they get X amount of money. Allah, you know, Allah SWT will deal with these people. I don't think we should be donating to these people like that just because they're looking into Islam. Um, but at the same time, uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm forever at that point. Right? I'm not. I'm not giving any specifications where you can do that. I don't think we should donate to these people like for these reasons. Um, on a sub note, I've spoken to you know these people before, and one person in particular um, who did all those things. You know, reviewed Islam and talked about this and that, and made made videos why I'm not a Muslim. I've, I've spoken to one of those people very recently. Um, uh, actually, they reached out to me about this. Um, and I've been discussing with them, you know, evidence of Islam and things more in depth because, you know, a lot of these people, they see surface level things on, you know, online. They don't actually get to the deep understanding of Islam. Maybe some of the information they heard is actually wrong. You know, they're not actually studying Islam properly, they're not going to scholars, they're not really getting proper answers. Uh, and I think that's, that's why this person reached out to me. And based on my conversation with them, I could see that. Um, so every case is particular. But I agree with your point that we shouldn't just be basically throwing money in super chats at these people because we're looking into Islam. It would be much better to like go to like, you know, Islamnet or Muhammad Hijab or Sapiens Institute or I3 Institute where people are doing good work for the sake of Allah. They are Muslim. They're bringing more Muslims to Islam. They're teaching Muslims how to give da'wah to bring more people to Islam. Donate to them. Donate to the people mm -hmm. of, of, of Syria and Yemen, like you mentioned, instead is definitely much, much better. There's more khair in donating to Muslim content creators that are actually correct, trying to have a sincere intention, trying to put forward the message of the Prophet and of Islam, because these people know what they're doing with their views, with their influence, with their reach, and inshallah, if their audience and intention is sincere, may Allah protect us from that, um, from not having it sincere. I mean, but if it's sincere, then I think it's much more fruitful than just donating to someone that's just watching and reciting, reacting to the Quran, which is nothing wrong, by the way, but I'm talking about the level of I guess, almost this simpish behavior to the point where we need validation from these people. And this brings me to another sub point, and there's that people are looking at non-Muslim celebrities, influencers, people that are openly disrespecting Islam like Jordan Peterson, and just looking for a crumb, bro, just crumbs of validation. Please, please, show me Islam is correct. Show me that, you know, you actually believe in Islam, you actually see it too. So have you guys experienced anything with that in the YouTube scene that people are almost idolizing these people and just almost needing them to validate Islam. I think it's it's just been a huge trend for the last like two decades. Um, there are some cases where I think it's a bit valid, like with Keith Moore, who is an uh, embryology uh, like specialist. And he was speaking about how the Quran gets like the embryological mm -hmm. development of the, mm -hmm. the fetus correct. 
I think that has grounds and that's fair because he's a professional, but not because he's a non-Muslim, obviously. I think there was an aspect where people are like, you know, look at this non-Muslim who must be unbiased because he's not a Muslim and he's saying this, it must be true. I, I don't think that we should use people's people being a Muslim or not being a Muslim as grounds for whether we should believe them or not, whether they're unbiased or not. Because at the end of the day, you would not know something like that. You could have a Muslim that is unbiased. Like genuinely, I believe I'm a Muslim who's unbiased that literally based on the evidence I have seen, believe Islam is the truth, right? But you'll have people that look at me and others and will say, well, he's a Muslim. Obviously, he's going to preach Islam and he was born into it, whatever. So I think likewise, just because someone's not a Muslim doesn't mean we should go be like, oh my God, look at them. They're praising Islam. This is such a big victory. Like um, Andrew Tate, before he became a Muslim, people were idolizing him and, and trying to say like, oh my God, look, the top G said this about Islam. And, you know, Alhamdulillah, now he's a Muslim, which means he's more valid now, Alhamdulillah. Um, but before, Yanni, like who cares? Like he's a non-Muslim or not just him, mm -hmm. but anyone who's a non-Muslim speaking about Islam positively. Why do you need to, you know, praise these people above and beyond, you know, that is online and what they say about Islam? Mm. That was very well said, bro. I love my body. Anhu, what about you? Rami said it perfectly, bro. Perfect, alhamdulillah. There's a, there's I, a comment here. Um, yeah. Sorry, really quickly. Sure. Um, I can't find it, but uh, someone mentioned, you know, the, the Muslims here. Uh, the way the Muslims sent over Jordan Peterson, who turned out to oh. be a full-blown Zionist, was truly pathetic. Bro, don't say the Z word now. Come on. Um, Damn it, Rami. Leave me alone, man. <laughs> leave me alone. But um, yeah, like that's that's very true. He spoke to Muhammad Ajab once, twice, and everyone's like, oh my God, look, he's open-minded. He's speaking. He's talking. He's having a conversation. Um, when you listen to the conversation, you notice that. He's very unfair in his and when he speaks about Islam or even when he listens to Islam, when he converses about Islam, he has all these crazy questions like, what do you mean when you ask, do you believe in God? What does that mean? It's like, bro, that's such a crazy question. Like, yes, define what you mean by God. Maybe define belief, but like, relax. Like, that's it's such a straightforward question. Don't beat around the bush. And then he straight up brought the uh, prime minister or president or whatever of a very specific nation in the Middle East that's not a Muslim or Arab nation and um, completely let him spew nonsensical garbage to delegitimize de the Palestinian struggle. That's, that's a big L that uh, I think the Muslim community mm -hmm. who supported them uh, in that way took. And may Allah bless, you know, speakers like Ustad Hamza Zortis, who is actively dissecting these and speaking out against these things like Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Muhammad Ajab as well, you know. He didn't just speak with him. He, he, he made a reputation recently as well. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Someone commented, is this backbiting? How is this backbiting? We're not naming any of these YouTubers that are using these. And I gave the biggest disclaimer possible about how we are not here to judge people's sincerity, but we are making a general point that there's better uses for investment in terms of energy, money, and people that need it way more. Yeah, can we even backbite against non-Muslims? I don't even think that's a thing. I don't know. I'm not and also, sure. just as a general principle, think, if you don't name the names, backbiting then... is is something like overall. I don't think it should just apply to Muslims. It should be I'm all humans, bro. Yeah, I'm am talking about uh, you know in terms of being punished by Allah. Yeah, Allah. like a fiqh thing. Yeah, I don't know, but what I do know is in general, when it comes to backbiting, if you don't say the name and you don't describe who it is, then you can make a point, but. Again, no no fake answers, bro. We're not qualified. So first super chat 
um, from Brother AJ. Uh, could you read it up, bro? Uh, thank you, brothers, for streaming. You guys have helped me get close to my dean and made me realize that there's nothing that there's nothing with I'm assuming he meant nothing wrong with being a masculine man. May Allah guide in the right direction and help us be better. Allahumma ameen. Um, again, it was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who guided us and guided you. Maybe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used other people to guide us, and maybe Allah used us to guide you. But all good is from Allah, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Can Anhol make content in Spanish? There's a lot of ignorance and misinformation about Islam in Latin America. I only met Muslims for the first time when I moved to Canada and my view really changed. It's a good question. Man's going to be like, if Allah wills. No, it's not that, man. It's just my Spanish is not perfect. It's, mm. um, it is my native tongue, but I don't practice as much as I should. And the fact that I'm learning other languages as well kind of doesn't help. So I, I could try. I could definitely try, but it would be very butchered Spanish. It'd be more like Spanglish. All right. All right. SubhanAllah. She should name himself Sheath after <laughs> Sheath Ali Salah. <laughs> Inshallah, if he wills, if he wants to, but there's no obligation changing your name, unless from what I remember is, is it specifically haram or like a forbidden name, you know? All right, so I'm going to try to have a lot of grace, subhanAllah, because alhamdulillah, we came a long way after getting to, you know, two years into YouTube, alhamdulillah, like two or three weeks ago. And our approach that we have now has a lot more adab than the approach that we had before. And the approach that a lot of men, and I want to make this point before we address this this uh, ridiculous comment, is too many people are coming into it with this almost triggered and aggressive mentality. And I understand that we have khayra for the deen and to defend the Prophet This is something that is very natural in a very sound fitrah for us to do as men and women. But we must understand that a lot of these people genuinely lack education. This person, if they knew the truth about the Prophet ﷺ, they would not be saying what they are saying right now. Even look at the, the name. It says Sam the Trinity, loving devil. So it could be a Christian. But again, I can't even accuse that, bro. Because that would be no better than this other person right now that's accusing the Prophet ﷺ. Now, when it comes to this, this overarching principle, well, you know, just genuinely um, being aggressive towards people, it's kind of like a knee-jerk reaction. We do these things without thinking. So if someone insults the Prophet or insults Islam, Sure, it's not okay. We have to defend the deen, but how do you do it? If you fight a wrong with a with another wrong, and you basically come into it like, you know what? Like you're out here saying this, screw you, this, and you get physical or even you know do something else. So Rami talked about this before. That's not productive, bro. No one's gonna learn anything. So, in an in an academic answer, as much as I can give you, there's a YouTuber by the name of Full Metal Theist. Now, Mila bless Full Metal Theist, but he makes a lot of refutation videos. So to this Sam the Trinity brother or sister if you're genuinely sincere and it bothers you that you think that the prophet peace be upon him was this a stuck for allah which he wasn't then please watch this video if you're really sincere if you're not sincere continue posting these ridiculous comments on different videos and at the end we'll see what happens bro when it's all said and done yeah also sub note if you are a christian which i can't i really can't tell by your name um if you are a christian read numbers thirty-one eighteen. um you you'll find that um whatever your perception of islam is what's in the old testament is a lot worse hmm cool alhamdulillah and we'll leave it at that 
Now, we do get a lot of these trolls, many comments, many people get these. But Rami, do you want to address this? Because they are spreading a lot of misguidance and fitna. Islam is the truth. Why did it say, when you kill a non-believer, you'll go to paradise and get 72 virgins? Can you give me the quote, please? I shouldn't have read that word, but I mean, yeah. Where, where please it, where please find it, it. Find in the Quran. Please, just, Habibi, please find it. it please. Please. Um, and Alhamdulillah. All right, cool. Now, into other things. Now that we're done, those things. Anho, man. Me and Rami have been doing an awful lot of talking. What do you think? What's on your mind? I thought we were going to. Hmm? I don't know actually. I, I didn't think, I didn't actually know what we were gonna get into today, but mm-hmm. it's generally generally has felt like a uh, talk show, like a, a radio talk show. And um, I think it's funny that I'm over here saying, "Oh, we shouldn't be talking about these things," and then y'all like carry on to like talk about something that they're doing in Afghan. I genuinely was not. I'm sorry. I was reading comments. <laughs> what, what did you say? It's all good, bro. I heard it, I just bro. heard I heard Afghanistan, and I was like, oh, no. What? No, nah, no. Nah. It's Listen, at the end of the day, these conversations that we have every now and then are a gift from Allah because they, they show us that maybe off camera we should decide, you know, what is good, what is not. Really renew and revise all these things, too. Because as the platform gets bigger, bro, the, the, risk, invol- the risk involved in our channel increases getting a deep platform. So... This is also a message to content creators that have influenced uh, in Instagram, TikTok. TikTok is the worst, by the way. You know, they banned SQ so many times. Um, they were black Hebrew Israelites that stepped on Quran um, and, and stepped on them, stomped on them, defiled them, dehumanized them in like the most worst mannered way possible. All SQ did was make a video saying, please, please stop. Like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? This is a holy book. Like, please stop. And then SQ's video got removed. SQ's channel got completely taken down. Isn't that insane? That's actually not insane. Hmm. Just because it's... Bro, TikTok. You got to understand, what, why was TikTok made? Damn, here I am about to say something where I'm like, no, we shouldn't be talking about these things. Listen, if y'all want to know why TikTok was made, go look on Google for yourselves. Or go on our website once we have everything. And we'll be talking more in depth about that, inshallah. <laughs> inshallah, let's leave it at that then. Um, comment from the same person, Slavic Drill writes this. Uh, look at Europe, we never had problems. Only don't say the T word, bro. Just saying. Wait, what? I'm saying don't say the T word when it comes, bro. Oh, okay. Uh, look at Europe, uh, we never had problems. Only since Muslims came to Europe, we got hundreds of Muslims, T attacks. Um, What's your opinion on this? Well, first and foremost, that's actually not true. The exact opposite is true. And let me explain. Go look at the dark ages in Europe. You'll find that none of the, like, the roads were paved. There was a lot of disease and, and famine going around. It was a horrible life. People were oppressed for a very long time under the Catholic Church in Europe. And it was only through wars and battles fought against the Muslims that they saw Muslims are scientifically mathematically technologically advanced while we have none of those advancements because the church does not allow us to advance in that way based on whatever rules they made up at the time but the muslims have the best of both worlds they're religious and they have these things and then over time they translated it's literally called the translational period translated a bunch of books from philosophy to religion 
to um, law and legislation, to math, to science, all these different categories from Arabic into Latin, studied it, progressed because of the Muslim head start that they were given, and then uh, eventually threw away all religion, put Christianity, Islam, everything in the same boat as being horrible because all religion is bad apparently, and then went on this temper tantrum, invaded the Middle East, did horrible things there, ruined our way of life, split our nations or our nation, one big nation, into little places on the map and uh, caused horrible political distress in the Middle East. So there's a little history lesson for you. You can verify every single thing I said. Um, please educate yourself before you comment such a thing. If you are sincere, don't take it the wrong way. But there's a lot of misinformation going out. Yeah, we got to remember that these uh, T attacks that this this guy had mentioned there, these can be found everywhere in every country. It's not just um, so-called Muslims that are supposed to be doing this. Like you look in, I'll give some like random country. We'll say this country is called Pangea just for safety precautions. You guys know how it is, right? We'll say this country is called Pangea. They're going to have so-and-so tea attacks there. Like, this is me trying to, like, keep it. Uh, it's so hard not saying things, man. It sucks that everything's so, like, sensitive and everything can be triggered and we're pretty much being watched and listened to at all times. Not just mm-hmm. by, like, people, like, viewers, but I'm saying, like, an actual algorithm and actual, like, you know, people who control everything. Hashtag freedom of speech, bro. Hashtag. Muzzy Buzz writes. The person looking for material in Spanish, check out Islam in Spanish with uh, Mujahid Fletcher. Uh, for the great Trinity debunking, check out Muslim Metaphysician. Barakallah. Yeah. Yeah. You can oh, get okay. the um, the clear Quran in Spanish. Yes, that is mm. true. Yeah. That's true. Alhamdulillah. Boys, anything else before we wrap up this one? Should we do a little, is, does anyone have any questions? Do a little Q and yeah. A. A little bit of a Q and A, inshallah. Inshallah. Oh, God. oh no, this is going to be uh, it's going to start blowing up now. There's too many. What? Questions. Okay, <sighs> first one. Bismillah. Are you doing a pod with Vlad and Yugen or Yugen? I don't know who they are. Neither. <sighs> if Allah was. I think they're people. I think they're people. There might be people in the actual comments. Ooh, look at this. I have many questions that I want to convert. Alhamdulillah. Please. Ernest, Please Ernest Anderson, him. listen, I'm going to I'm going to ask you something right now. Um, we don't have too long. We're probably going to wrap this up in like, you know, 10, 15 minutes max. But Ernest, if you would like to be a part of the stream, inshallah, please let us know. You know, DM us on Instagram at the three Muslims. We could talk about this. You don't have to turn on your video. If you don't want to turn on your video, inshallah, it could be audio only. And we can just discuss this, inshallah. Let me know. We'd love to talk about this because there's more khair in other people sitting in on these conversations too we could change your voice as well 
We do a pre-recorded and change your voice. Will you guys ever make Hijra? Inshallah. Inshallah. Ooh, another one. Um, is Hijra mandatory? So this is a very vast question because the scholars have a difference of opinion on when Hijra is mandatory, the, the state that makes Hijra mandatory, the state we're in now, and if Hijra is mandatory now from one country to another, like for example, from like Canada to another country, scholars have a difference of opinion. Best thing I could suggest is go to a scholar local to you, ask for the opinion on this, <clears throat> someone who studied fiqh. Generally speaking, hijra is obligatory, and it's obligatory to go from a, a kafir country, a disbelieving country, a non-Muslim country, to a believing country, basically a country where there is Islam. That's all I'm going to say on it, as general as possible. Scholars have you know specifics. Okay, yeah, I agree, mm -hmm. and I'll add two points. Um, let's use our limited understanding that Allah has given us. And just think for a second. In, in a, remember the thing you said on the podcast with Sony? And you were yeah. saying how like, yeah, yeah, you were talking about um, the capitalistic and liberalistic ideas. Like he wanted um, financial freedom and he wanted to, what else he wanted to do? He wanted like uh, teach his kids at home, like homeschool his kids or something like this. Mm -hmm. Like he wanted the freedom to do this. Or something like this, right? uh, or freedom of speech, I think you even said. But you said that he has that, and like, what's the coincidence that these match like the society that you live in, their isms? So, yeah. if you think about this, then that means that it's true that we are a direct result of our environment nature versus nature, nature versus nurture, nature is the environment. And if you live in a Kufar country, well, then you are directly influenced and affected by the Kufar ideologies. Whether you are like on Dean, like doing your part, like us, us right here, we live in the West, but we are affected by these ideologies. Whether we want to admit it or not, it affects us psychologically, you know, subconsciously as well. We might have blocks that we don't even know about until we actually go to lands that are Muslim lands. Like when I was in thailand and i was going to the masjid every single day and i was barely barely exposed to um any western stuff like no thailand is not muslim by any means but i definitely felt closer to allah i definitely felt something different and then when i went to egypt i felt the same thing over there more and more in depth because it's an actual muslim land there's like muslims everywhere so it, it makes you really think like okay well what's actually uh affecting me right now in terms of like these blocks right that's number one and then number two is like, if we understand the hadiths that are mentioned of the, you know, the end times and when the Dajjal comes, like you should be in, in Mecca, Medina, uh, the Holy Lands. Yeah. If we understand this and, and we understand like how all the minor signs have pretty much come true and that all the minor signs coming true is one of the signs that like we're already near the end times. If we, if we can see that, and we understand that we are nearing the end times, then why would you want to stay in a Kufar land? Like, what is your reason for wanting to stay in a Kufar land? That's what you got to ask yourself. I'm not here to, like, question any of you guys. This, this is for you. Ask yourself these questions. And then uh, ask, talk to a sheikh, like Rami said. But use your intellect as well. Like, think about these things. Hmm. 
Uh, Z2ZU says, I converted seven years ago and they had me do it immediately and then later at Isha because you never know when the time of death will come. You're talking about praying, salah, or? I think it's shahada. Shahada, I see. Yeah, mm. absolutely. absolutely. Ernest, bro, DM us or, or tag us on a tweet at the three Muslims. I will send you a personal DM with the StreamYard link. Once you get the StreamYard link, please hop on ASAP. You don't need to sign up. No downloads. Let's get it done. Inshallah. Meep asks, what is tahajjud? Uh, tahajjud salah is a salah that's done at night time. It's when you basically sleep and you wake up for the sake of praying at night to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, I believe the best time to pray tahajjud is in the last third of the night. And there's a hadith that specifies uh, that in what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know, does during that time. Hmm. Anything you guys want to add? Tahajjud is the best thing. Very difficult, but the best thing. Yeah. yeah. Scholars say that the dua at the time of Tahajjud is like the arrow that never misses. So if you want something, you need something, praying Tahajjud every night for it is the best way to um to get your dua answered. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to get anything you ask for, because maybe what you're asking for is not good. Uh, whether you know it or not, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. How do you declare which sources of information online are credible or not? Well, you have to go to what their sources are. You know, not every in internet is a source in and of itself. They will have their reasons for saying what they say. Read the article. Firstly, see if all the information they're presenting themselves line up um, and then see what they reference. You know, if I write an article uh, on some medical finding and I don't source anyone, then you shouldn't take it because I'm the, where am I getting my information from? Am I the scientist? Is the author the scientist? Is the author the medical expert? No. Okay, so where do they get it from? If they do source it, you know, this um, this um, article from done from this uh, person with a master's degree, this medical expert, whatever. Okay, go read what they wrote about it. If, you know, there's an experiment that's done and papers written on it uh, that were peer-reviewed and that stuff, go read those. And if you find the information is accurate and lines up, then it should be good. Um, that's basically the best general explanation I can give. Hmm. No comment. Hold up, bro. Hmm. Go back for a second. I unstarted, but it basically asked, is Dubai worth making? I, know, I just wanted to see it on the screen. I knew what the question was. It's gone, bro. Yeah, yeah. It, we, we're not going to speak on any place in specific. Um, again, this is between you and Allah. Because when you make hijrah, it has to be for the sake of Allah. So you look, you can look at places and you could say, okay, this place has these pros and these cons. And you can, you know, distinguish which one you'd rather be in. But at the end, you pray istikhara and Allah will guide you the rest of the way. It's not up to us to tell you where to go. Hmm. Ernest, bro, are you coming? No DM yet. I don't know what's going on. Inshallah, we're going to have to wrap up soon. I don't know what is going on. Inshallah, there's no Twitter mention, no DM, nothing. Maybe he thinks we're like telling him for like the next time. Oh, no, bro. Right now, if you want to do it right now, inshallah, we shouldn't delay these things. You can ask us the questions, inshallah. If not, definitely we can plan it anytime, bro. What was your inshallah? Okay, next question. 
uh, question. Honestly, I converted two years ago, but I don't feel any. I don't feel different. Anything I could do to get me closer to Islam? Well, the first thing you have to do is look at your life. Is your life an Islamic life? Is your has your life changed at all since you accepted Islam? Because um, if you go from a life of not being a Muslim to being a Muslim, things need to change. Sometimes where you work, sometimes what you eat, sometimes who you hang around, the things you consume. I don't just mean like what you eat, consume, but the information you're getting and the, the you know, the different entertainment you're consuming, praying, salah, fasting, all these things change. So if you, you're doing all these things and nothing changed, I don't think that's really possible, to be honest. I think that's actually a contradiction, but regardless... Um, if you're talking about what you feel inside your heart, I don't think you've learned Islam deep enough. I think you need to spend more time reading the Quran. I think you need to spend more time learning under scholars and under teachers, you know, deeply about Islam, the belief in Allah, belief in Islam, the Prophet, the life he lived, the seerah of the Prophet, and, and all of that stuff. And you will find that you have more iman and you will find that you're closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inshallah. The place you live too. You forgot that. The place you live, that can have a big impact. We're yeah. just talking about hijrah. Yeah. Um, I'll also say, like, to add on to your point, is if we spend the entire day stimulated and distracting ourselves with electronics and stuff like this, I find it very difficult to get close to Allah. So, you know, maybe look at your life and, and see, you know, if you're spending all your time on electronics, you know, distracting yourself and all that, or if you live a very simple life. Hmm. All right, Ernest, got you. Uh, Surah 9.5, then off the uh, kuffar, the non-believers, where we find them, capture them, and besiege them, and lie and wait for them in each and every ambush. Okay. Or if we're going to play this game, let me go to the surah, and I'll read the verses after, and it'll clear it up for you. So You're, you're, you're muted, bro. I want to, bro. I'm, what is the historical context of when this verse was revealed? Let's 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 look it up, bro. Let's let's do some homework, guys. We're not we're not shy of anything. Inshallah, the truth will prevail. Um, Adam writes. I have a question. Is this haram? See, we're not qualified to give fatwas on this, but the majority of scholars conclude the most correct valid opinion is that it is haram. Unless in very specific cases, such as let's say you are literally about to fall into zina, like there's like no other way. You've tried everything, bro. You've tried like I'm talking fasting Fast. and doing everything to lower your your drive, and there's just nothing that's working, bro. Then there is one opinion that in those dire circumstances, if you're literally gonna fall into zina, otherwise, then yes, it is permissible. Uh, but obviously, obviously, watching anything is under any circumstances never permissible, bro. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's tough, man, bro. Tough. Someone wrote this. I think I think you guys misspelled <laughs> Anho. <laughs> what the hell? Fire, is the manliest man here. Um, I want to go yeah, back to that comment um about the uh, Surah nine five because I saw he put Surah. It looks like he copied and pasted from like Wiki Islam or something because it's like one after the other. Um, mm, yeah. Surah four fifty six. Uh. All it says that surely those who reject our signs, we will cast them into the fire. It's like basically Allah will say we will punish the disbelievers. Like Allah himself. So I don't see why that's a problem. Um, but for Surah 9, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you read the surah, you'll see that it specifically talks about there are people who bro broke the peace treaty. Now, I don't know what happens with, for example, if someone breaks the peace treaty with America and what you think would happen then. 
But if you would have a problem with this, then you surely must have a problem with that. Because when someone breaks a peace treaty with you, they're engaging in an act of war. And in many cases, they actually attempted the life of the Prophet or Sahaba, radiallahu anhum. So if you read, read from verse 1, all of you, read from verse 1 to verse 9 and afterwards, maybe verse 20, 21, you'll see the full context. Read what Ibn Kathir wrote about it. Read the hadith that talk about that time. They were in a state of war. You'll, you, you can, it's very easy to cherry pick verses. I can also cherry pick a verse. In Surah 8, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says after one of these verses, uh, he says, if they incline towards peace, then also incline towards peace. I can, I can show you that and say, well, surely Islam must be a religion of peace because it's saying if they even incline towards it, you should also incline towards it, which shows that the base level Islamically is peace. So I know the times of war, but how can you believe in a religion that tells you to do things like that? Well, I mean, how can you believe? Uh, let me finish reading the thing. My bad. And mm -hmm. which came hundreds of years after Judaism, Christianity, Islam is fake. And you need to know this. Okay, well, firstly, if you are not a Jew, if you are a Christian, for example, you've also disproven Christianity because they came after Judaism. If you are not, then this is this is no argument to say that Islam is false. Because let's say, for example, I actually think, how can you believe in a religion that says something like, if you're slapped, turn the other cheek? Because you would be eradicated on the first day. One group that's violent, that doesn't like you, will eradicate all of you and you can't even fight back. So we're, Islam is a beautiful religion because if you incline towards peace, we will incline towards peace. But if you come and attack us, we're going to defend ourselves. If you break your peace treaty with us, we're gonna, yeah, we're going to go to war. That's life. That's life. That's that's a nation, civilization, governmental life. That's how things are. And that's not, ideally, it wouldn't be like that. But we don't live in an ideal real world. We live in the real world. So when you see one a country attack another, do you expect them to be so peaceful? They're like, yeah, come stomp on my face. I don't think you would do the same if someone came and attacked you. So now you know, inshallah. Hmm. Okay, the next one I want, inshallah, on how to uh, ask it. So, brother, sister writes, is meditation haram? Uh, because I was told that it imitates the disbelievers, bro. So, again, no fiqh answer, but what are your thoughts on it, Anho? I mean, there are certain styles of meditation which definitely, definitely are haram. But meditation in and of itself, like the simplest, simplest form, is just focus. That's it. It's like attention span. Like when you meditate, they tell you, oh, focus on your breathing. And when your thoughts go to something else, you just bring it back to your breathing. If you listen to a recitation and you're listening to the recitation and your thoughts wander off, but then you bring your thoughts back to the recitation, is that not the same thing? Hmm. If you were making dua and as you were making dua, your thoughts wander and you start thinking about something else, but you bring your thoughts back to the dua, is that not the same thing? So in that mm. sense, I'm not a scholar, so I can't say whether it's haram or halal. But in that sense, it doesn't. There's no difference. But again, if you actually look into meditation, there are certain forms of meditation which are for sure, for sure, haram. Mm. And, a lot and bro, at the end of the day, the default, the default fiqh when it comes to matters non ibadah is that everything is halal, and un unless it's specifically mentioned to be haram, and there's nothing mentioning. For this to be haram Now if you're doing weird types of meditation That are actively involved in things That are haram or lead to that It's a different story If you believe that meditation is a replacement for salah That's a different story But just thinking and reflecting and getting some mental clarity I don't know I don't think there's anything wrong with that But please consult a scholar um, So when I assalamu alaikum I have a question for Rami and Anhel I'm, I'm going to answer it bro <laughs> It's called the five gospels 
Um, but sure, if yeah. you want Rami and, and uh, Anho to answer, guys, you can you can tell me. They need it Why from me, you, bro. bro. I, I've never like. Let's say on the count of three. <laughs> nah, go ahead, bro. You say you're the one that's like always talking about it. It's it's in yeah. your house. It's actually probably right next to you. I, I, I moved everything to the bookcase outside because it was cluttered here. But uh, um, I got you. I, I looked and unfortunately it wasn't. But yeah, it's called The Five Gospels by the Jesus Seminar. Why did they mention my name in that, bro? I don't know. Isn't prayer a form of meditation? No, there are two separate things. Salah is active worship to Allah. Meditation is optional. It's not worship. Can it be an act of worship with the right intention? That's not up to me to gauge, but yeah. it's not the same. Again, we're not scholars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not. Also, we're not. Also, we have to be. We have to define what we mean. Like, for this is a good comment. Meditation while saying Om or Ram or whatever. Uh, exactly, and some, yeah. some Hindu God names uh, and well, words. Of which is so, I mean, it, it depends on what you mean when you say meditation, because words can mean different things. If you just literally mean you sit. And because the Prophet in a, in a way, you could say he meditated. He went to the the cave and he went. He sat and he reflected yeah. and he pondered and so on. That's you know that's completely halal. The Prophet you know that's when he received wahi from Allah subhanahu wa taala for the first time. So it's not a problem. I want to bring it back to this uh, Slavic drill guy. Um, oh yeah, there's more comments, bro. Yeah, he said, but I can tell he's a Christian. I said, but Christianity is basically the same as Judaism. The only difference is with the Trinity. That is uh, the literally literally the opposite. Because if you go and ask the Jews the same question, if they're closer to Islam or to, to Christianity, they will all tell you we're closer to Islam theologically in terms of their practice, at literally every avenue. Jesus came and said, you know, according to the, the, the New Testament, that he came to fulfill the law, not to abolish it. And then Paul came, basically abolished the law. You don't have to not eat pork. You don't have to stay away from wine. You can do basically whatever you want. Just believe Jesus died for your sins. That's nowhere in the Old Testament. And if you are worried about these verses in the Quran that you're taking out of context, read 1 Samuel 15.3. It says off, it literally says off, men, women, children, sheep, cattle, camels, and donkeys. What did the animals do? I don't know. Go ask the author of the Old Testament. I don't know. Go read... Um, uh, what's it called? Numbers thirty-one eighteen. It says off all the all the men, and the older women that have lied lied with men, and say for yourself the young girls. And that word that's used in Hebrew, referring to young, every other time that word is used, it's talking about children. So listen, if if I think you want to take this claim back that Christianity and Judaism is the same thing, because if that's true, then you have you know really really big problems to do with. And with all due, I don't mean this rude, but with all due respect, you should not go around berating and lying about and taking things out of context in other religions when you believe in a book that says these things. He hasn't even said that he's Christian yet. But yeah, but he made the, the he doesn't have to be, Allahu Alam, but he made the, the comparison Christian and Judaism is the same thing. Yeah, Allah this is a troll, bro. Just read this. There's, no, there's nothing, bro, after this comment. The problem with the Muslims is that you... Tell all others that their religion isn't true. Leave the okay. I mean, Yanni, if you're just gonna generalize <laughs> like that, whatever, I, man. <laughs> but bro, no worries. Inshallah, have have a good life, man. See you in the afterlife, bro. Enough said. Three more, and then inshallah, we will wrap this up. Inshallah. What happened to Ernest? Ernest will reach us next time. He is working right now. Alhamdulillah. Okay. So, question us: Is wasting time on games, for example, whether PC or mobile? Is something that is hated or haram? We're not scholars, man. Um, 
Yeah, I've 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 heard. Okay, first and foremost, if anything that leads to haram is haram. So if you are so addicted to games that it makes you constantly miss your salah, then I'm not giving any ruling. But from what I've heard, some scholars say that it is actually haram for you to play unless you can get yourself to get off at a time and, and prioritize your salah first and foremost. So that's the most general answer I could give. Um, but uh, ask a scholar. Yeah, like the, the thing that I've seen with it is um, as long as, like you said, it's not taking you away from the salah, as long as it doesn't have anything that's explicitly haram in it, then supposedly, like from what I heard, it, it's permissible. But then at the same time, like, let's say you spend an hour playing video games. Let's say there, there's nothing in there that's haram. Let's say you still go and pray. It's like, that's an hour that you probably didn't have Allah's name on your tongue or in your mind. You know, like there was no mention of Allah, no taqwa whatsoever. So it's like you, you're, you're allowing yourself to be an hour without that, which think about what happens in idle time. You know, in playing video games, you might think you're doing something, but that's idle time for sure. Oh, Bro, man. hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me stop for a second. He says, he keeps mentioning Europe, Europe, Europe. Uh, why don't you tell anything about this? Why? Bro, what about, um, what about America? What about America before it became America? When it was uh, just Native Americans. And then the, uh, the, the Spaniards, they were European at the time. They came over there and then that's basically like tea attacks on them. Is it not? They took their lands. They uh did some atrocious things to the people, off the people, and uh, well now you have now you have the West. So what about that? What about that? You don't you don't see the uh the people in the West saying that the uh the Europeans are the T's. Come on, bro. Yeah, and also that's right. Uh, that, uh, you're absolutely right. What he's saying doesn't even make sense because it's not accurate. You're basically saying that there are all these T attacks that are coming from Muslims in Europe. That's not true. Look at what the white Christian supremacists did to the, the, the church in, uh, I believe, in Norway. Christ Church. What about them? What about the, the white people that get in their cars and run over Muslim families? What about them? The Christians who do this. Why are, you not con why are you not isolating these people and saying, what's wrong with you white people? What's wrong with you white supremacist Christians? Why are you guys doing this? You're a complete hypocrite. And listen, I want you to first acknowledge the contribution Muslims made to Europe. Yes, the contributions Muslims made to Europe. And then we will um, we will entertain this conversation with you. If not, we're not going to answer any of your garbage anymore. Man, really <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't even, we're done, bro. We're done. This comment, no one's, no, none of us are going to read this up. But if you guys are visually watching this, anyone on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, if you hope you're on YouTube, but this is facts, bro. But you don't see us not generalizing over oh, every white person or every American. No. Guys, there's too much hate in the world. And the only solution is Islam. The first thing to literally take out racism, bro. In terms of legislative authority in religious text. Unheard of, bro. Yeah, the, uh, the Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, even said to, uh, that you, you should always speak the truth. Even if it uh, hurts the other people's feelings, even if it's bitter. So we're sorry it hurts your feelings, bro, but it is what it is, man. Hmm. And you have to ask yourself, why does it hurt you so much? 
Why does it make you so mad? Yeah, <laughs> yeah for real, bro. Yeah. All right, last question. So I'm gonna pick a good one, inshallah. And then I'm gonna call you uh, on home. Gonna continue the talk on business, inshallah. Uh, we got Master writes. What? What type of name is that? Okay, I play video games while listening to Nasheeds. That's a well, statement. You better or a start doing something else. You better start doing something else instead of playing video games. The hell are you playing video games for, man? <laughs> like you should be learning some new skill, practicing some new skill, or literally mastering, like sharpening your iron on one of the skills that you already had. Like, come on, man. If you're a boy, okay, like it's understandable and it's kind of acceptable because you're a boy still, but you're going to be a man at some point. So, like, might as well start learning the skills now. So then, when you are a man, you know, when you grow into a man, you are like ahead of the game. You know, don't make the mistake of saying, oh, I can, I can do the, uh, the adult stuff once I'm an adult. Cause then, once you're an adult, you're already late. Hmm. Okay, one actual super chat. So um I believe you're referring to when we say in a uh, in, in a tahiyat assalamu alaykum ya hayyan nabi wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Um obviously not cuz it's a part of our salah. Um actually someone asked the same David Wood actually made the same point in a debate with Muhammad Hijab. And if you saw that then you know that he said he mentioned that the angel Jibril alayhi salam actually delivers the salam to the Prophet sallam. So we don't believe that the process of can hear us or anything like that. That would be shirk. Hmm. Yeah, that was well said, bro. Um, another one from Slavic Drill. We're not even going to address this, bro. This is stupid. Uh, I will be the last one to answer this. I want you guys to go first. How would you bench? Man. I'll go, I'll go first because I know it's going to be the lowest. I, the, my max has been a plate. Alhamdulillah. That's that's a play more than 99% of the universe, bro. And most of the people. Alhamdulillah. Anho, what about you? I haven't... Dude, I don't bench, for one. I only do the uh, dumbbells. But when I last did a max, was back in, like... I think it was either 11th grade or 12th grade. And... Um, no, no, it was 11th grade. It was 11th grade. And I think I weighed 150 pounds at the time. I was just starting to bulk up from 116. And at 150, I could do 225. So, hmm. just two plates. Truth be told, I've actually never done one rep max for benching. Um, <clears throat> I think the reason being is just me personally, I don't really go for one rep max training. I find it extremely uh, something it's that dumb. I it's dumb. I get carried away into it. It's all ego. There's injury. Um, I will never even do one rep max, like 10 RPE, nothing like that, bro. I think the most I've done is like a two rep max at like a five or six RPE. And the most I've done in terms of uh, that was well before my peak. And then in my peak, I think I was doing anywhere from 275. Actually, I'm not, I don't even know. 225 mm. to 275 for sure for reps, at least 10 reps. So anywhere from 225 yeah. to 275. That's what I remember. Yeah. Now I don't even bench. Yeah, nah, Someone asked, how was your day? No what, a, what a good question, bro. He was like, uh... bro, can y'all hear me? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was about to say, I hope no one thinks that we're trying to, like, one-up the other. Because first mm-hmm. Rami went, then I went, and then Fire went. And it sounded like we were all trying to, well, it sounded like I was trying to one-up Rami. And then Fire was trying to one-up me. But um, that's not the case at all. Like, if y'all were to see Rami's chest compared to my chest, you'd be like, oh, mashallah, the homobatic. This man got the genetics for it. Allah bless him. So it don't even matter if I'm over here benching more than him. Alhamdulillah. Actually, I specifically went first because I knew my bench was going to be a low. So I set it up in that way. So no worries. It's, it don't even matter, bro. At the end of the day, like numbers is numbers. Numbers is numbers, yeah. bro. How was your day? What a nice question, bro. Alhamdulillah, bro. We'll, we'll leave it at that, bro. I think this was generally the best question to close it on. No hate. They don't want anything from us. They just want to know how we doing, bro. Alhamdulillah. You guys don't show us love, bro. You only come to us for fatwas. No, I'm just playing. But this guy genuinely asked us, how, how is your day? Alhamdulillah. I agree as well with Anha and Rami. Um, and with that being said, Rami, you have recently launched this important thing, this purpose, this project. And you have a goal with that. Do you want to quickly mention that, bro, before we wrap this up? Because I genuinely think there's so much value in this, bro. Yes. Barakalafi. So first and foremost... Um, I was at a point uh, in 2000, 2019 where I just got out of a, you know, I wanted to marry someone kind of state and it broke me, man, because it didn't work out. It was really harsh. And I've told a story before. It literally broke me. And I've it was a really rough time for me. And I found that, you know, there are very specific things that really blessed me. And what I think the biggest blessing was, was being around good people. I had good friends. And I remember you know, even one of them specifically was telling me, you're going to look back on this one day and say, I needed that. And I believed him, but it was hard to really accept that. Now I'm telling you, I needed that. And I'm very grateful, alhamdulillah, that I went through that. And I couldn't sleep at night. I couldn't eat. I'm, I'm happy I went through that because it has blessed me tremendously, alhamdulillah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has replaced that with something so much better, alhamdulillah. But what I took away from it is the value of community. I took away the value of having good you know, brothers, if you're a brother or good sisters, if you're a sister around you, and if you don't have that in the home, if you don't have that around you, you have to utilize what you can. So first, let me plug something that is free, which is the I3 Institute. That is where I got my community from. That is where I got like my second home. And it has blessed me amazingly. I, I, I started crying during one of the classes and my teacher came out to console. He paused the whole class, come out and console me. That is true, you know, love and care. May Allah bless him and have mercy on him and, and the students. Allahumma ameen. But what I decided to start was a brothers group session with the sole purpose of being good masculine men, focusing on our goals, developing ourselves as men, as Muslims, as individuals in, in terms of our livelihood. It, and that includes finances, that includes our character, that includes our mannerism, that includes most importantly our Islam, our religion, that includes in our with our families, with our friends, and to keep each other motivated, held accountable, before we take into account the front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The whole point is for growth and development, especially from an Islamic perspective for brothers. If you are interested and want to join it, thank you so much. Barakallah put it put in the khalil.com and inshallah you can sign up there. If you have any questions or if you can't afford it but still need advice, like I mentioned before, please just DM me on Instagram or the three Muslims. We do try and get to everybody uh, to help out, inshallah. Inshallah, bro. Jazakallah khair for that. May Allah bless you in that. Um, two quick things, not necessarily questions, but we should talk about them, at least put them up. I mean, right, Rami's channel is underrated. I mean, bro, facts. And then the last thing, very beautiful reminder, uh, Anho, bro, 
Read it up, bro. Come on, you got to read one of them. Guys, be dutiful to your parents and be patient on what befalls you. Allah will strengthen you and ease the way for you. I mean, Allahumma Amin. Amin. All right, until Friday at 6 p.m. EST. We'll see you guys then. And with that being said, Allahumma Atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa kina adab al-nar. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.